0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM, and your source for the latest news and notes on the Mexico United and then the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me this evening, the uh, supposed head of the table, Earl Nieto. Earl is here with us. Jacob will be along shortly, trying to get some kids to bed. Um, I, 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 I told you guys earlier that i had a burning question to come back and i kind of want to wait for jacob to be here but i'll I'll leave it up to you we can wait okay perfect all right so it's been a minute it's been three weeks since our last show unfortunately and there just really hasn't been a whole lot of news and so we we looked at talk coming on last week we talked about a couple different ideas in our group chat and really it's just kind of hard but and Earl, I want to. This is something we can kind of talk about here at, at the at the top of the show before we get into the rest of it, and you know, kind of fill some time while waiting for Jacob. It, as much news as we've gotten, particularly with New Mexico United, with roster changes and coaching changes, and you know, various different moving parts around the around the team and the stadium and all that, it's maybe it's just me, but it's felt quiet. And we've now gone realistically through about three weeks without any real significant news. The team is in preseason. We haven't seen anything. Now, I mean, they did have media day the other day. Jacob was able to get out there, and we'll talk more about that later once he joins us. But maybe, I mean, and maybe it's just midwinter doldrums. I don't know. But how has this felt to you? Does it feel like we're getting a lot of stuff? Does it feel like? Does it even really feel like the season is less than a month away at this point?
1: So it's, it, it's weird because one, obviously us as sports fans, because that's what we are before, before anything United were sports fans. Um, so I'm in this weird lull where it kind of takes you back to like COVID times where there's no sports going on. So you're sitting around, twiddling your thumbs and it's it's weird at this point so united being quiet actually read my mind because i was thinking that earlier today like i was scrolling through facebook trying to figure out where the news is because there's nothing i mean i've expected at least in the three four weeks at least three or four player signings or announcements and we haven't even got that Yeah, I mean, we. I think we know. We all
0: kind of feel like this roster isn't finished. We feel like there's more to come. We're still sitting. I think we're right around you know 19 players. I think at this point, 18, 19 players at this point. I think I counted 18, 18. Yeah, I was gonna say it's right in there somewhere. And then even you know with we had yeah we had the preseason match against FC Dallas and the first team you know went toe to toe with them. But who we don't know who FC Dallas was playing and. you know, once the once our regulars subbed out, things I mean, clearly went downhill. And at, I mean, Jane kind of has a point over here in the chat. Jane says, "I feel excluded." Now, to be fair, we're not Las Vegas. We're not San Antonio. He we went months without news. You know, hat, hat tip to our to our friend Harry Austin, uh, who's been struggling with a, a lack of team news all all winter long. But it really just kind of feels like we're just cre- creeping into the regular season,
1: and yeah, it, it feels like now. we're. It feels like we're just like hanging out any minute now, any minute now. Um, like I said, it takes us back to like COVID times where we're all sitting at work waiting to be sent home any minute now. Jacob
0: Terrell welcome on
1: to the show. Glad to have you with
0: us. Uh, How is hey, everyone? Hey. How's the family?
2: Hi. We're just gonna skip that question. We'll just move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think if you'd asked me that that question this weekend, I'd have the same reaction. But uh, I, I mean, Earl and I were kind of commiserating here a little bit. I feel like, we're, like I said, it feels like we're creeping into the regular season. You know, preseason is going. Yes, there was a preseason against matching against FC Dallas. We had preseason, you know, the other day. We um, uh, we had one today, I should say, against uh, against Detroit City. We had one the other day against Switchbacks and. We know that today was a one nil win by way of a penalty, but we haven't seen anything. At least Earl and I haven't. You were out at media day. I mentioned uh, a minute ago as you came into the show. You've actually seen
2: some stuff. Saw a little what, bit, yeah.
0: What was your impression? I mean, let's talk first about first off. What have you? What did you see at media day uh, that gives you reason to look forward to this season?
2: I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't. Like, are we are we that depressed as a fan base that nobody's looking forward to this season? Or Well, like, no, it, it's just the like there's, here? Because, there's
0: been we so still little have, information. There's been we, so little news the past right. few weeks. There's been so little interaction between the club and the fans. We haven't seen the team in action. This isn't like years past where we've had preseason matches right that we could go to and see things and it just feels like there's not a lot there so but
2: with you be, being being able to be on the media day? right i don't think that's like i don't think it's changed the, the the real thing that's changed is we don't have home preseason matches right mm-hmm. i don't i think everything that the club has put out on social media and and um The the match updates, yes, they're not like super detailed, especially when it's a low scoring match like it was today. But at the end of the day, I feel like we're pretty much on par with what we normally get during this time of the year. Keep in mind, we literally have a month still, uh, minus four days, uh, until our first regular season match. So it's not, it's not like the regular season is like next week. It's we still have some time here, and then on top of that. We're still, they're still putting out videos. They put out a video of, of Quele talking about building chemistry. They've put up a highlight of the penalty that Quele, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Won against switchbacks and the finish on the PK shot by Hurst. They put a video of that out there. They've put in, they've put in, I don't even think, I don't, is that a word? (laughs) Putting, putting is (laughs) is a word. Putting in a word is a word. Um, They've put out bits and pieces throughout the off- or throughout the last couple weeks. Yes, it's not a lot, but when the team is in Tucson, I don't know what the budget is to get social media staff out to Tucson. Obviously, they have some people with boots on the ground, but not going to be a ton. So, what's up, Alex? <clears throat> so, I, th- I think... While there is like some kind of, ah, man, what's going on? I I, I think because there's not going to be home matches until the scrimmage, that's going to put a damper on some people, um, excitement. But at the end of the day, you know, the 24th, we've got a scrimmage. Granted, it's against each other, but it's still, I, I, I'll talk about media day in a second. Like, they still go hard against each other. Like, it's not going to be an all-star game type atmosphere out there where there's nothing going on. Then you have the black and yellow bash where there will be a new kit released. Then you have basically a week from that will be the, the home opener or two weeks from that. I think it is. Um, So. Just take a deep breath. Still have a month till the regular season. It'll be fine. <clears throat> I had to get into it with our good friend Bob on Twitter just a little bit because he was bitching and moaning. And to that, I'm just like, let's. Just calm down. We'll be all right. And for we'll you, uh right. for you youngins that are watching, um
1: Twitter is also known as X. Fuck off. It's Twitter, bro.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I got the same feedback on my on my, uh, on my 1017 the team email account. Because <laughs> I keep I keep referring to it as Twitter and they keep referring to it as Twitter too on the radio. It's like when you call something by its name for you know 15 years or however long it's been. It's hard to switch, especially when you t- try to type in x.com. It just redirects you to Twitter. <laughs> like, it's hard to get it. So I, I, I get it. So
2: yeah, and if it was called something other than X, yeah, like what, are, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's Twitter. Yeah, I, and, I will say Twitter. I will continue to say Twitter. And if you don't like it, Earl, I'm sorry, yeah. the door so is literally I, I, the door is literally right behind you. I see it. Yep. Right I
1: see it. That's my that's my back door. I can't go outside. It's cold. Um no, I it's not that I'm upset about it. That's that's not what I meant. I was just You're trying just to clarify all for all the I was trying to clarify for all the young people that are watching what exactly Twitter is. Young, um, young. Twitter anyway, yeah, so exactly. The young people are on Twitter anyway. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> You're literally like two years older than I am, so I don't want to hear it.
2: I'm not. How old are you? He's twenty one. No, like seriously, thirty. Okay, I'm five years older than you, so <laughs> sig- somewhat significant.
0: Anyway, I've got almost a
2: decade on you, Earl. So yeah, yeah he's the old old man yeah, robot. That is true. Um, but
0: but no, I brought up media
2: day because so unlike the,
0: unlike the fans, and, and yes, there's been social media content, and they have continued to put out things. And you know, we had David uh, David. We see Carl on the last episode with us. Fantastic interview. We love David to death. Um, the, the thing is that the the general public hasn't been able to see anything outside of these short clips. Mm-hmm. And so you've been able to get out there. Unfortunately, you know, I had to work. I couldn't, I couldn't make it. I would love to because of the information that you've told me, I would have loved to get out there anyway, but I, I just, you know, I wasn't able to, so you got out there. So what did you see? And obviously it wasn't a full, a full practice. You didn't get to see an extended training session or, you know, maybe you probably didn't even get to see you know, seven aside or anything like that. But from what you've seen compared to what we've learned about the new players coming in this offseason, what has you excited right now and what should fans be looking at, you know, in the coming weeks? So we do actually get to see that intra squad scrimmage.
2: Yeah. Um, so I just sent a video clip to you guys in the chat. Seth, if, if possible, if you could get it to where we could play that, that'd be great. If not, I understand. Um, but, what, what stuck out to me I did see a little bit of seven on seven aside uh and then they switched to some offense and defensive drills that kind of separated everybody up but they these new guys man they're good they 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 seem really freaking good from what I saw um they were all over the place uh quelle um IO which is uh Flanagan um Chris Kloster, uh, Dayon Harris—they, they're all four of those people that I just named are fast. Uh, to to quote a popular meme that most people might not—that's uh, the fluff boy, that's the fluff boy. Uh, they 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 are quick, man. They are all over the place, and even in even in the drills that we saw, like they were intense. Everybody was on like another level um media day last year was was much later in the preseason and it seemed even then they weren't quite up to the speed that this group is so far which year, the, media day was like the week before the season started yeah it was it was like right
1: right before the season started so it was it was Cause close. i want to say in the presser they're talking about hopping on the bus and taking off to colorado springs i thought
2: yeah uh i don't remember exactly but yeah it was it was it was much later in the season or much later in the preseason so we got to we got to watch about 45 minutes or so of of training and then we got to talk to 18 of the players and four of the coaches uh which was kind of new um we talked about essentially yeah, aside from the try list and the the kids the academy kids Um, and I kind of as we go through the show if there's some stuff that was brought up in the pressers that I feel like needs to be brought out uh, I'll do that but just on the pitch wise the speed stuck out to me so this is a little bit of seven on seven. It's a little sloppy. They're they're a little all over the place. But right up here, we're gonna get a good bit of hustle out of Marco. He's gonna come flying in here, and get the back. We'll keep the ball in. Turn around. Him and Quillay are gonna try to team up there. Ends up getting crossed to the other side, and I believe on that far side is Chris Kloster is gonna put in. A uh, really good ball that Quilly just can't quite get a hold of. But that tackle and the ability to take that tackle and turn it the other way, to me, just kind of spoke to the intensity that they're they're already playing at. Uh obviously he's not gonna come barge it in there if he doesn't think he can get the ball and and risk uh hurting Jacobo Reyes there, but um watching that play live right there in front of me was, was the main thing that I saw that got me excited, um, on the offensive defensive drills, we saw some finishing. Uh, we saw a little bit of what their plan is as far as cutbacks and and stuff like that. But I think they're just drills that pretty much everybody does. Uh, I didn't lo- I don't think we learned anything too tactically from any of that stuff. But um, during the pressers, the the people that have been here for a while, you know, Kalen, Brucey, Sergio, Harry. Um, they were all very excited. They were all praising Quill for instilling stuff this offseason, praising the new guys for coming in and, and stepping up right away and and just going balls to the wall. They were really commenting on the chemistry that they already have built up. And so I, I really think that it's going to be um, an exciting year. Now we'd look at that. And then we look at the preseason so far. Um, like you guys are, you know, we're seeing these, just these little clips and stuff, but there really hasn't been a lot, a four, one loss, a three, one loss and a one, nil win. There's not going to be a lot of highlights from those, especially when two of the goals are from PKs. I mean, uh, the offense hasn't necessarily come together in the preseason yet. We've seen some pretty close to starting lineups in my opinion, Um, the last two matches, especially, and so I I think they'll continue to jail and and hopefully, you know, four weeks from now we're we're talking about an offensive explosion for the first match of the season. See, I'm
1: not I'm not too upset about the whole preseason lack of coverage. I mean, preseason is a time where you're gonna see just about anybody. I mean, you're lucky you'll probably see freaking set on the pitch one of these days um then that's just what preseason is preseason is a lot of time to figure out who you have and just play around lineups and plug people in that wouldn't play in positions that they normally do and from a coaching standpoint you're absolutely right from a media and from a from
0: a fan perspective however you know we've been talking for a couple of weeks about doing season previews western conference previews you know you uh, know New Mexico United team, you know, season previews, however you want to, however, which way you want to look at it. But when we don't have the ability to go out and see what's going on, to look at the players, to dissect it in the way that we do, it's hard for us to put stuff together. And, and fans are like, as, as a fan, I'm like, I want to see something. Whether or not we're winning preseason doesn't matter. Preseason doesn't matter. I want to see something. I want Wait. to see how they look. I want to see you know, how you know, I want to see the pace that we've seen in the highlights of the new new guys that have, right. that have come in. I want to see how they're playing together in the in the time that they've had so far. I want to see the trialists. I want to see the Academy kids, like the three who got an opportunity today to play during the during the preseason match against Detroit City. I want to see what, what things look like. I want to get a I want to kind of gauge where I'm at with my expectations with the players.
2: So so let's look at last year, Seth. How many preseason matches did you make it to? Uh I think I went to all
0: the ones that we had here at home.
2: So I think last year there was just two, but I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. I want to say there were just two last year. So do you really think that, you know, seeing the starters for 45 minutes on two separate occasions is is that big of a deal to where we Like, obviously it's something in person, but I just, I don't know. Like, yes, I would love to see them in person against somebody that's not us. But at the same time, I don't know how much we're actually learning from those experiences Mm -hmm. anyways, other than just feeling the energy and being able to be there.
0: I think that's part of it as well Is is missing that energy, missing the the experience of being there. Now, is it going to be a true representation of what these guys are going to do in the you know, 60 70 90 minutes no but it kind of gives you an idea as to what quill is looking at you know it gives you an idea of what to watch we're on the pitch who who we may see lining up where we've kind of talked about a little bit of it already in some of our other episodes and so that's uh, that to me is a lot of it. being able to look at it and say okay I think this is what we might see and then having something to come out and talk about as a fan just being out there and experiencing it and seeing the progression and seeing the new players on the pitch, getting the opportunity to meet a lot of them for the first time as a fan.
1: I think that's a lot of it as well. You're going to hate this answer, but it's, it's kind of how it's always been. Um, And it kind of bothers me. Now I'm thinking about it. So as a fan, they're so, and I'm not talking bad about any fan right now. I'm wrong. That's not what I'm doing here. Um, But as a fan, we are so eager to and so hungry to get some kind of United news. We want to watch preseason games. We want to do this. We want to do that with United. Um, but then the season comes and we could barely break 10,000. And it's the same that can fit 15 on a Saturday night on, in the middle of summer. Um, So that's just my take. Um But in reality, me answering, if I were to answer the fans that way, preseason is more whimsical times. I mean, you don't know what's gonna happen. It's just who are you gonna plug here, plug there? Half the people wouldn't even know their names that are actually playing.
0: And to that point, Earl, about not drawing during the season like we have in years past, we see it happen with the Lobos. We see it happen with you know every other team. If they're not playing well, attendance tends t- seems to drop or tends to drop, I should say. And that's not. That, that's not limited to New Mexican sports. That's not limited to New Mexico teams. That's across sports in general. If your team's not going, not playing well, attendance tends to slide. Now you win a couple games, things start to pick back up, but I don't think that's, that's not the same thing as, you know, being excited to, to see them for the first time, to be able to see them in action for the first time in preseason. And like I said, for me, it's the opportunity to to be out there, feel the energy, hear the communication, look at what Quill is trying to do, look at how these players interact with each other, and you know I, I think for fans it's just the uh, the opportunity to get out there and see the team for the first time in months. Josh Gonzalez definitely okay. not look at West West Ham this last weekend. <laughs>
1: See, I, I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel. I mean, if you're so eager to get out there and watch the team play, because um, trust me, I am, um, then show up. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's just where I'm at. Like, that's my opinion. It's not Somos Moss's, um opinion of any fan. That's just my personal opinion and my own my well, own soapbox like, that I'm on. Like, you, you,
2: you get on that soapbox, but then we finished second in the league in attendance. We averaged over 10,000 fans. It's, I mean, that's, that's not nothing. It's yes. It's down from, you know, 2019, uh, maybe a little bit from 2022. I think it was, was down a little bit, but at the end of the day, not, it's not that big of a drop in the grand scheme of things, especially for a year where we struggled we went through a coaching change. We got hot for a second after the coaching change, that we struggled again. Needed a minor miracle to make it to the postseason. Um, like Seth said, that's kind of expected when when teams struggle like that. So I don't I don't think that's necessarily an issue. I think because I, I can guarantee you, if they had a home preseason match against Colorado or El Paso or something like that. And they open it up to the fans, it would be a sellout. Because those preseason matches always are, and they're always full of people. So your argument of if you want that so much, then show up March 9th, like they do, and they show up on the preseason matches, and they show up for the black and yellow bash, and they show up for all these things that they're that they have available to them. So they are doing that, Earl.
1: Like I said, it's my soapbox. That's just where I'm at. I don't know if someone echoes right here. Fair enough. Fair you enough. are in a small box, Earl.
2: A soapbox, some would say. <laughs> no, I'm on a soapbox, not in the soapbox. Well, I'm going to put you in the soapbox.
1: As long as you don't drop it. <laughs> uh...
2: So, when we
0: came on the show, I told Earl that I had a burning question. And yes. we haven't done one of these in quite a bit. I, I asked him if he wanted to wait for you to get here. And he says sure, we'll wait for Jacob. So here it is. I have oh, one burning nice. question for you, gentlemen. Earl, when is the World Cup?
1: You're a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs>
0: it's in 2026. Uh-huh. And um, uh how long does it take for a baby to be born? Uh, yeah i know yeah, no, no. i wasn't thinking
1: um anyways
2: anyways Josh, uh, not
1: wrong i mean yeah. that's that's pretty much how we were founded was bad publicity from local local news outlets Lack, of, yeah, lack of publicity. Yeah,
0: it was. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about it. You know, I when I first started covering the club for, for ESPN, there was no coverage. Van Tate had like two sentences out on the Care QB website, and that was it. I mean, can... I mean, that yeah. that really was it. After the first win in club history, there were like two sentences on the website. That's how I got involved. Um, but yeah, you look at the, the local media and. You know, I think local media does a great job of, honestly, I think as a whole, local media does a great job of curbing the club. Are there some outlets that we feel are better than others? Absolutely. But the ones that you see that tend to have the more negative headlines, the ones that tend to have the more clickbaity things tend to be the ones out of uh, Santa Fe. And some of the other more independent ones who like to call the ownership group a, ownership group a shadowy cabal of right wing conspiracy theorists. So, I, I, but we we don't want to dive too far down that rabbit hole. But I I feel like you know we do a pretty good job. We you know Ken Singer does a really good job of covering the club. I, you know ESPN Radio develops, devotes a lot of time to 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 covering the club and
1: he's paid to say that by the way
0: (laughs) i am not paid to say that um because well no i'm not paid to say it now i will admit i am the one that covers i cover the club for 1017 so you know that's mostly on me but um he's reading his
1: script from this morning
0: (laughs) uh jane i agree with you let's give him a sin bin Let's give him a blue card, put him in the sin bin, which I, you know what? I didn't even think about that, putting this on the show tonight, but what do you guys think about this? Now this is something that's been tested elsewhere. Now they've used the sin bin other leagues. Is this something you think that you would like to see in MLS or USL?
2: Meh. If they do it cool. If they don't cool. Um, I think we've, we've seen the game long enough that, you know, being down a man, for I mean we were we've we've seen games that we've been down a man for seventy minutes mm-hmm. and it changes a little bit about the like the tactics necessarily, but most of the time it, it's not like hockey where a power play is like a really good chance to score. Mm-hmm. It it it's just not like that. So five, ten minutes in the sin bin, um will disrupt the flow of the game for sure and make the team that's down a man maybe park the bus a little bit and defend a little bit more. But at the end of the day, it is it's it whatever. As a referee, I think it happens if not, it's it's whatever.
0: I think it's interesting from a from a referee standpoint because I think it gives you opportunity to not necessarily send someone off. But you know, have them sit. And I was reading up on on the on the proposed rule changes that come with this. And if you get any com, but now if you get a combination of like you know a blue card and a yellow card or anything like that, you do still get sent off. But I think the idea of sending someone off, giving them the opportunity to to kind of settle down, cool their jets, so to speak, I think it's I think it's a really interesting idea. I know it's worked well in other leagues. Uh, so, I think it's something that we could see potentially. Now, I know ifab uh, postponed their implementation of it. Uh, Another thing that I've seen in other leagues is green cards. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen those as well. Now, so green cards are shown for good sportsmanship. That's yeah, something hey, I've seen as well. Yeah, no, I'm whatever. dead serious. I believe you.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Earl. Thank you.
0: I, I don't. I, I. don't think that would ever come here, but I think it would be interesting to see the blue cards. Um. And like I said, it's something that's something that we had on our list to talk about tonight. But Jane bringing that up, I think it's a, a great little talking point. So, uh, moving right along. Uh, where do you guys want to go? Do you guys want to go to league news, or do you want to go to our uh starting eleven pro- uh, projections?
2: Let's go there. We've been talking about the team. Let's finish talking about specific team stuff, and uh and then we can move on. We we've seen now three lineups. Actually, we saw two lineups today technically. They mm-hmm. did a wholesale changes um aside from Alex basically. So the we've seen seen a handful of lineups. We kind of know more or less where people are going to play. Um if you if you pay attention whatsoever, you you should have like a general census of what or a general idea of what that's going to look like. So With that being said, do you guys have a projected starting 11 that you think might be starting for us March 9th? Uh,
0: So, Josh, to your question, yeah. yeah. So we do have a little bit of news on this, and this is something that Jacob found out over at Media Day. Uh, Has Nava played in preseason at all? Would love to know how he's looking.
2: No, he has not. He is still in the recovery process. Um, They were not clear necessarily exactly what was going on he was uh dressed out at train or at media day but he was not participating in the 7 on 7 or the offensive drills he was just a part or a, a watcher basically um he he had a really rough season or a really rough year last year uh i think mentally and physically um we did he was one of the uh players that we were able to chat with and ask some questions to and To put it bluntly, he was not. He did not seem like he was in the best of spirits. He he was pretty down. He he talked highly of the team and how they're motivating him and trying to get him uh, back out there. So I think he is working out. He is training some, but there is no timetable for his return. Um, He's still. I'm I'm wondering if it wasn't a setback of of at some point because we've seen him at least dressed out for training towards the end of last year. Uh, last season, I I feel like we saw him in some videos, at least putting in a little bit of work. So I'm wondering if there wasn't a setback there that that's not anything that came from the club. That's just me speculating on as to why, you know, it's, it's been almost a year. Um, and we've seen him do some stuff, you know, four or five months ago, and he's still not quite there. I know, uh, a lot of what those injuries are coming back from those injuries is more mental. Than physical. It's more, you know, if I go to make this slide tackle, am I going to be able to get up? Am I, uh, if I go and cut one way or another, is my knee going to hold up? And so I think he's dealing with some of that right now, as well as some physical stuff. So don't have a whole lot to go off of other than we do not have a timetable for his return. He, he was having a rough go of it. uh, uh coach Quill even mentioned him was asked about him. A little bit and uh he basically said the same thing that he he's excited for his return but um and what he has seen of him uh in person he's he he did commend nava for being uh a fighter and trying to fight through all these issues that he's having with physically and mentally but um unfortunately just not a timetable there
0: yeah he's a player that we kind of heard might have an outside chance of coming back last season but given the timing of the acl injury uh and any potential setbacks i mean it just really made it hard and we talked about it last year that we didn't want to see him brush back just for the sake of having that that energy uh there at the end of the season uh address how you doing buddy glad to see you. i hope you're doing well um so to hear that there was some sort of setback and he's not exactly there. Now we did see him training in the fall with the team, you know, on the, on the road to recovery. Um, so hopefully sooner rather than later, but we certainly hope that he's able to get out there and get back into uh, a, a form of fitness to where he can contribute the, the way that we know that he can. So, um, but back to our, our, our topic here, uh, projected 11 um, and, and, this is one of the things, again, like I would love to see something. I would love to see, you know, the guys. I would love to be able to go get some sort of idea. Um, so for me, I mean, it's hard. I did put one together. And I think we've seen, like you said, Jacob, I think we've seen two, two rosters, two team sheets that have been very close to what I think could be a starting day one ro- uh, team sheet. Um, for me, I have to go Hurst up top. With uh, with uh, with Quelle off to the right and Dunladi off to the left, and then behind them you've got Sergio Deon and Nicky. Sergio obviously playing that more of that center mid role uh, with Nikki coming off of his right, and then my back four is going gonna be Flanagan, Ryden, Gloucester, and Zico.
2: Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Interesting. I think. Or... It... Good. You're muted. Go ahead, Seth, since the professional can't be unmuted. <laughs> the head of the table is not performing
0: that head of the table standards. <laughs> That's what happens when you work, you know, 10 weeks a year. <laughs> In a row. <laughs> there you go. You did 10 weeks. From, all right, Earl, we'll let, you, we'll let you
1: at it. So I've officially worked more than Roman Reigns this year. So I guess this will be my last week until after WrestleMania season. <laughs> um no I have I have Hercy up top. I have Dan Laddie also up top with him. So mm-hmm. two up top. And then I have I'm gonna mess up his name. How do you say it again? Akeley, Akali Aquele, Aquele. whatever. You however go.
2: you say you it. Go. You said it right. You
1: said it right. Okay, so then I have Nikki, McAlito, and Harris. And then I have Seymour as, like, a defending mid. Mm-hmm. And then Flanagan, Ryden, and Bailey in the back line. So at 3-1-4-2? 3-1-4-2. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: I I think formation-wise, I think we're probably going to stick to 4-3-3, uh, uh, three, three probably. Is it so looking at the lineups that we've seen so far? If we look at today's, it was Tambakis, obviously in goal, Flanagan, trialist, trialist, and Astorga. I think that that was the back four for this, this lineup starting today. And Zico, Nikki, and Marco, I think, are your. Three midfielders, and then Dayon, Hurst, and Aquile up top. So I think we're going to stick with that 4 3 3 kind of formation. I think the two at the back, as far as center backs are concerned, why? I would like to ask Seth why he had Closter back there. Because everything I've seen from not even what I saw at Media Day, but before that, was he was he was a left back, through and through.
0: Yeah, I think he's. I would, I would much rather play him out there. But I think he honestly you play him more like a, a left center back or a left back. I think you could kind of you know uh, stick him in either either of those roles because because at that point you can do similar to what we've done in the past um, with Brucey and or Swartz on the outside have them bombing up the bombing up the sides. And then you've got Gloucester who can slide out and then, you know, Flanagan who can as well, you know, cause like you said, you've got Zico and Flan- if I, with mine, if you have Zico and Flanagan outside, both can slide up into the midfield. So you've got Gloucester back in the back who can you know, slide out
2: left. So. so I, I think it's going to be, um, I would, uh, of all the things. Besides Tim Bacchus, I think Tim Bacchus is our number one in goal hands down. But as far as our outfield players, if I had to bet on two starting positions, it would be Ryden and Seymour as our center backs.
0: I, I, I think it will be Will. Um, but I would not be surprised if Gloucester gets gets a nod. Like I said, maybe left left center back, left, you know, or or left back because you know Will can play that midfield role. He can. Um, So it's it, I had a hard time not putting. Will out there I I just I struggle to find A place for everybody given What I've seen so far
2: Well if you go four at the back I think it's It's right and and Seymour as the two center Backs almost Guaranteed uh, in my opinion And then outside of them It's It's probably Kloster And Flanagan would be Cluster on the left, uh, IO on the right. That's part of that is what we've seen from them in their previous stops, and then in the drills and stuff that I saw at media day, they were almost exclusively in those those left and right back positions, uh, bombing up up the sides, overlapping runs, stuff like that. Um, so I feel pretty good about that back four. You could maybe. You know, I, I I could see Harry um, being there on the left side. I could see uh, um, Astorga on the right some. Um, I could see Zico back there. Um, And so, I mean, for, for the record, the website, the roster website has Closter as a defender slash midfielder, mm-hmm. Astorga as a defender, Seymour as a defender slash midfielder. It has Zico as just a defender. Kalen is just a defender. And Flanagan is just a defender. Um and then that's oh and then Harry as a defender and a midfielder. That's it for the back line at the moment. Um there are two trialists that I saw that I got names of that we'll talk about in a minute. But I think I think it's it's Seymour and Ryden and then any one of any two of those other guys outside of them. I think if I had to put money on who would be starting, it'd be Kloster and Flanagan uh, out there around him.
1: I would actually have Zeke so, starting. Go ahead. So now that you said try to list, before I lose my
2: thought. Yes. Seth never answered us back either. So he didn't. He, I, I talked to him about it. Yep. He didn't recognize names, or he didn't. He recognized people, but didn't know their names. That's yeah. Fa- I, that. yeah
0: I recognize faces, but it's. It's guys that say, okay, you, when you're not you know, thinking of them, you're not seeing them all the time, like the names aren't going to pop to mind. Like, I had to go right. look, I had to go look them up. And then, you know, it's
1: there's this cool uh,
2: meme on Facebook that goes, <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, so, so that'd be my back four. I'd have Zico in the midfield. We saw him in the midfield quite a bit. We'll probably mm-hmm. have him um, over on the, I don't know. Probably the right side. Um and then Nikki and Marco uh, in there. I think Marco Marco's gonna surprise some people, I think. He's I like him. He's really freaking good. Um and so I think those are your three starting midfielders. And then up top for for the record, um, also listed at mid as midfielders on the the website, uh Dayon Harris, Sergio Rivas, um Chris wehan Daniel Bruce. Uh Wehan was not at Media Day. I meant to get clarification on that and never never did. So I'm not sure where he was, but he was not there. I don't worry about that too much. Um, but but yeah, he was not there. Obviously, Bruce is a contender to start there on one of the wings. Um Sergio's very much contender uh, day on. Uh, has some tremendous speed and could definitely be out there. He might, Deon could even be in the front, uh, honestly, as could Bruce. But Hurst, I think, is definitely up, up at the top in the middle. And then McWillie is, I mean, he, he's freaking good. He's fast. He, I didn't catch it on film or, or pictures or anything like that, but I saw him dribble through about four people. Um, have a little spin move there just completely annihilated like three or four defenders um, and then went to go take a shot and it was blocked by one of the trialists uh, but he 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 was impressive so I think Hurst and him up top for sure then the third person on top I'm not sure um, Dan Lottie wasn't participating yesterday or not yesterday, last week, Um, or if he was, it was very little. So I'm not sure if he's quite like up to fitness standards yet. So I'm not sure. Of course, by March, maybe he'll be taking over Hurst's spot and and be on a tear. I don't know. But as of right now, I'd have Hurst, Akwele, uh, Akwele, and then I'm going to go with Harris up on top. So it'd be those three up top, Marco, uh Nikki, and who else do I have in the middle? Marco, Nikki, and somebody. Oh, I already forgot my own lineup and we just started this thing.
0: <laughs> already mid season form. I know,
2: man. I know. Um <laughs> I don't know. So i'm a, i don't think i had him in there but i'll say we had now uh, so i'll switch it up a little bit um and then the back of of the four that i already mentioned so i i think there's there's a good core there there's mm-hmm. there's a good starting 11 there's a, probably a good probably 14 15 guys that'll be fighting like neck and neck to get into that starting lineup and then another couple guys that'll be out on the fringes and then Talking about roster construction, um, Coach had an interesting quote that I he wouldn't necessarily clarify, but he he did say it the roster would grow by two or three, um, and that they were in talks with people, and it was very important to get those people in as fast as they could so that they could start to gel with the team. That, to me, says that it's two or three people not in camp right now. But I could be wrong um and so I, I do think there's probably two in camp right now there there's two trialists that were both at center back um one of the gentlemen's name is Talon Maples um and the other one is Anthony Herbert Anthony Herbert is 6 foot 4 he's kind of built like uh uh Timothy Zale was mm-hmm. he's, he's tall lengthy not a ton of meat on the bones but he's also not nearly as young as uh, Zali was. He's 25. He's played around a little bit. I um, think he's coming from... Oh, where was he? He's he, he was born in New York. He's out of Trinidad and, Trinidad and Tobago. And he played for FC Haka, which I'm trying to pull up here. I, I'll probably butcher the somewhere in Europe, I'm sure. But so he's not just fresh out of college. Like, um, like we had some people last year. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. I, uh, um, no idea. Uh, but he comes in as a center back. He's six foot four. So he adds a little bit of height that we don't really have. We have a lot of speed. We did not add any heights over the off season. I can tell you that right now. Um, so he could come in and and be a, a backup center back for us, for sure. And then Talon is built like the complete opposite. He's not nearly as tall. I think he's only like six foot. But like we talk about how, Kalen Kalen's nickname when he came here was the brick shit house. Like Talon is is literally that. I mean he is thick, and is is uh. He he out he outweighs. Where is it at here? I had it here. By so the
1: way, it's
2: Whatever. Uh, he's he's six foot, but he weighs basically. So he's like four inches shorter than Anthony, but he weighs about the same. Um, he's just a big dude. He played for Houston Dynamo two, um, last year. So we've got him in as a trialist. I would not be surprised if he makes the team. He is he, he was very impressive at Media Day. The coaches seem to be real keen on him. So I think I think those are two names that we're probably gonna see make the roster come the first of the the regular season.
0: Well, unfortunately, we haven't seen a whole lot and it's going to be a couple more weeks before we even get the chance to see any more. And maybe our projections change between now and March 9th. Obviously, you know, we've mentioned a couple of times less than 30 days Mm -hmm. until the start of the regular season. So there's a lot to come. We are expecting some more signings, expecting some more news. Like hopefully they'll throw in maybe, you know, a, a streamed preseason game or something at some point. Uh, In case folks can't get out to the, the scrimmage in a couple weeks, but there's a lot to look forward to coming up.
2: Um, We just have two others scheduled right now, mm -hmm. besides the inner squad scrimmage. I mean, there's, they just announced the one Saturday against Vegas in Tucson. Uh, Vegas added um, four players. They, they literally increased their roster by a thousand percent today by signing four players to go with the one that they had. Announced already. So they just announced that preseason match Saturday. that will be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what Vegas's lineup even looks like there. Um, And then, and then we have one more against El Paso and those are the only two that we have announced right now. So we'll see if, if they add another one in there or not, but um, I, and I think they'll have to man. And that's two matches is not a lot in the next four weeks to get, uh, To get up to speed in my opinion
0: i i absolutely agree um so uh i mean let's i uh, surely really not a lot else seth, to talk seth about is theme-wise. discombobulated today i i really am like it, it's and you know again it's part of why we didn't do it last week there really isn't a whole lot of you know team news i mean we do have some league news but but first we do have some breaking news Hard at work and earl has designed us a new logo we got some uh new stuff going on earl when can we expect to have that plastered all over our socials
1: funny you should say that because if you look at our facebook page right now it is there hey here we go how about that timing
0: <laughs> that was not planned been at it's, all. Been,
1: it's been <laughs> just like on it's been waiting
2: very
0: cool yeah so earl send that over to me we'll get that plastered across our social media get everything updated. We'll get that updated for the background here at the podcast. Uh, we have been after a new logo for quite some time. Uh, so excited to have that. Excited to, not, you know, uh, we won't call it a rebrand, but nice to have uh, a nice, uh, nice new logo going yeah. up on
2: everything. It's, it's not a rebrand. It just took yeah. 20 years to get a brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holidays. There we go.
0: Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. We're going to have some new stuff coming out uh andres appreciate you buddy yeah it's uh it's exciting uh
1: exciting to have that going on um and yes let's just clarify andres already has the logo as well um because he's gonna work with his advertising team to get us taken care of with the runners oh very cool well there you go
0: we're heading out to a runners match keeping out for the somos Moss logo there you go looking forward to that as well um Earl, any other breaking show news? That's um, all I had. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll move right along again. We did have a little bit of league news come out this week. Uh, the USL has confirmed that the Super League did receive Division One sanctioning from U.S. soccer, and they have confirmed their entire field of teams for the inaugural Super League season. Spokane, Brooklyn, Washington, D.C., Lexington, Carolina, Dallas, Fort Worth, Tampa Bay, and Fort Lauderdale are all going to be participating in the inaugural season of the USL Women's Super League. Um, I'm excited by this. I'm excited. I am glad. I'm happy to see that they got Division One sanctioning. What can we? I mean, do we have any sort of expectations out of this league? You know, can they compete at the same level as NWSL? I know I asked a similar question over on Facebook or not Facebook on on, on Twitter the other day. And the, the answers that I got kind of varied a little bit. One person in particular stepped up and said, no, not at all, because they're going to get a lesser level of talent. Um, I don't know. That I necessarily agree with that, but I think it'll be interesting to see. You guys looking forward to the Super League kicking off, especially with the way that their schedule is going to play out with the, with the fall spring.
1: Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I think, uh, hey, would you look at that? Team Jacob's in the house. Um, I think... Oh, now he shows up after the breaking news. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I think I. it's going to have a hard time competing with NWSL to start. Um, The NWSL has been around for quite a while. It has some of the top American women playing for it. Uh, some name recognition there, Uh, some teams that have been around, have fan bases already built up. Um, It it surprises me that the Super League got the Division I uh, category there, but we'll see if they can kind of kick it into gear and hit the ground running and and start to compete right away or if it'll take a few years. Um, But I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And looking at the list of uh cities and teams that are coming in in the future, I mean, you've already got teams lined up in Chattanooga, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Madison, Oakland, Palm Beach, Phoenix, and Tucson all lined up to come in in the future as well. So there's already expansion plans in the works for, for the uh, USL Super League. Uh, a lot of exciting things going on. We've still got some teams coming in and the USL Men's Leagues as well. But yeah, I think Division One sanctioning is a huge deal for for usl championship or that oh, usl as a whole i should say you know and, and not that there's anything wrong with the NWSL. i think NWSL has a fantastic level of talent you look at the amount of you know women's national team players that play in the nwsl and it's going to be hard to compete um you know maybe over the, like you said jake maybe over a couple of years the, the super league catches up to them and even starts to uh you know compete Maybe we see a women's Open Cup of some call, of some sort of, you know, with with multiple, you know, Division One league sanctioned. Now, who knows? But exciting time for the USL. Can't wait to see what happens. And this obviously keeps leading us into where uh, to a conversation we've had with David Weezy, Carl, and Peter Trevisani in the past, where New Mexico United is going to be is planning on launching a women's club at some point in the future. So, does does the Mexico? I mean, I guess does the Mexico United now branch out from the USL pyramid with the women's league, or do they stay within the USL?
2: I think they'll stay within within the USL.
0: You think so? Yeah,
2: I, I think with. Having been in the USL now for five years, and that's where our bread is buttered on the men's side, I don't think it makes too much sense to stay with that um, and being a, a united front there. No pun intended.
1: <laughs> Earl, what do you think they do? I think the same thing. I think they stay with USL where they've built a relationship already mm-hmm. and then take their take their cake and eat it from where they have it.
0: All right.
1: I don't disagree. I
0: don't disagree. I, I think USL is the place for New Mexico United to stay, whether it's men's or women's. Um, no matter what they what where they're going to be, I think they they've got that brand built alongside the USL, and obviously New Mexico United is now one of the bigger names within the USL. I, I think you can argue that in terms of just brand recognition. Uh, so I think them staying there would be would be great. So. Um, we do have a couple more things we do want to get through. Uh, next thing I want to bring up, there's a rumor floating around. I don't know if you guys heard this, but 2k is apparently in talks with FIFA to create a new licensed soccer game. Now, obviously EA is doing EA sports FC starting with this season and moving forward. There is no official FIFA title. Do you see a partnership with 2K being a good thing for FIFA? Is it? I mean, is it better for FIFA or is it better for 2K? And does this help elevate
1: the level of soccer games? I think I'll take this one as I'm the video game player. Um, I think in order for 2K to compete with EA, they have to get something, something on there with them. So I think 2K does sign on with FIFA to... One, give FIFA name recognition across every platform that they cover. Um, and two, just to boost uh, 2K's name. Because, I mean, you think of 2K and the only sport that comes to mind for me is wrestling and MMA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't have any big name brand sport because Madden's covered by EA Sports. Um, hockey's covered by EA Sports. Basketball's EA Sports. And I'm just going down the list of the games that I have. Um, so, yeah, I think that 2K signs on with FIFA to, to take the bigger, exactly like Josh said, the bigger, better deal. Well,
0: see, I, I do want to say, you know, 2K is, you know, is not, they're no stranger to sports games. Now, obviously, they are bigger with WWE, right? After taking, I believe they bought that from a THQ. Uh, I believe they bought the rights uh, to WWE, WCW, whatever you, want. you know. Basically, wrestling games from THQ Nordic, THQ or THQ Nordic, one of the two. But 2K has been has does have rights to the NBA. They also have franchise rights to PGA, uh, and they have also done in past years. They have done football games, American football games. So they are they're not strangers to the sports realm. You know, obviously having multiple. You know, titles or multiple uh, licensing deals. Um, so, but I, I think this would be—I I do disagree. I think that this is a much bigger deal for for 2K than it is for than it is for FIFA, because to pick up a premier license like FIFA, I think that puts a huge damper on what ea is trying to do with eafc because t because 2k can or does make quality games and if you've got a a game that can compete with eafc i think you you may potentially have a winner right there i don't disagree with you harry hockey is needed for the pc as well (laughs) i don't disagree with that at all a good i would love to see a good hockey game again yeah, so that's right. I I think it'd be exciting to see if something comes to that rumor. I saw that floating around today. Uh yeah, I'm excited. Because obviously, you know, PES or eFootball or Konami, whatever they want to call it, you know, is it's fine, but it's not going to compete with, with EAFC. It's just not. And I think EAFC needs a competitor in order to push them to make their game better. Because anyone who plays who has played it for a number of years knows that there are problems. There are massive, massive problems with EAFC josh gonzalez a good deal on both sides but ea will still win i think they are too big especially on mobile yeah the eafc uh mobile game is pretty is okay i got fed up with it a couple years ago because of uh how to me it lost a lot of the luster and became a, a massive you know microtransaction pay to win thing even more so than the console version but that's just me but we still play them. We still play games because like those are the only options out there. So I'm looking forward to see what happens in the future. And then the last bit of news we had is we wanted to get over to the runners. We haven't talked about the runners in a minute. Obviously, Andres in the chat, hanging out with us. It's been a tough season for the runners. Um, and if obvi- in case you didn't know, this past weekend's game was postponed um, due to weather. So that game hopefully be made up at some point. But the runners are now are back on a two match losing streak they're they're sitting at the bottom of the standings with a one and six record on the year and uh it's just been tough sledding for the home team this year um you know obviously you know the season is winding down there's not very many games left um i don't know for sure if we are 100 eliminated from the playoffs i think we are four games four potentially five games remaining yeah, I believe we are eliminated. Uh played at home on Saturday rescheduled Sunday in Amarillo. Okay. The March 11th. Hey, there you go. Breaking news right there. Amarillo reschedule for March 11th. So, um but yeah, it's just a tough tough season for the runners. And
1: so Harry has some fighting words before you carry on. Um Harry, you came in after, after the fact, but I did something Jake has been talking about for two years now, so I don't want to hear it. So if you missed it, you can go back and watch it. It happened about eight minutes ago. Um, just putting that out there.
0: (laughs) We did have some breaking news that you did. You came in right after Harry. You have to, I'll have to get you uh, caught up on that, but yeah, it's just been a tough season. Um, But the thing is, it's not like the runners have been poor. I mean, the matches have all been close for the most part. You know, they're playing well. There is just, you know, some tough breaks. I mean, obviously, you know, the the loss to Wichita hurts, but um, close games all season long. And, and, you know, you you think, you know, the ball bounces a little bit different, you know, here and there. And the runners, you know, could be sitting with a much better record. Um so I mean it's you never like to see you know the 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 home team struggle you don't you don't like to see the good guys struggle but you know it's just it's just been tough and you know hopefully we hear in the last you know four or five matches you know we we see a little bit of turnaround you know you see the guys you know you see the see the luck almost you know fall a bit more in our favor I mean Earl have you had a chance to get out there have you talked to Andres have you talked to coach lately so
1: we planned on going out there this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Mother Nature said no, and that's not happening because it decided to fucking snow. Um, so that's kind of kind of where I'm at. We want to try to make it out to a match. We were talking on the rest about the 3rd, about March 3rd. Um, I'm not sure about that anymore because of United playing the very next weekend as well. Um, so we're still trying to figure some logistics out to make that happen. Um, but I actually talked on dress this morning, not soccer related, just about the, about the logo. Um, he sounded about as stressed out as I did. He had kids running around and I have, well, I have a kid sleeping now, but a pregnant fiance running around too. So trust me on the dress. I know the feeling and soon enough, I'll be in your same shoes where kids are running without diapers and I'm. Pulling every little white hair that I have out. Um, as for Coach, every time I do reach out to him, it's past his bedtime. So <laughs> if he could stay up past six thirty, it'd be great.
0: Yeah, yeah they you know, Andrea. So they're definitely working on our new guys this season to develop for next season. Uh, yeah, I mean that's it's hard. Like it, it's hard when when you have a down year, you you, you don't want you no know, one ever likes. I, I'm not a huge fan of the term rebuilding year. You know, I, I don't think that's, I don't think it's a fair term, you know, because I I think you just, you did almost a developmental year, you know, when you do have a bunch of new guys come in, you, you develop them, you work them into that area, into the, into what you want, you know, so I think, I don't think rebuilt is the right term, I think it's just a a developmental year, Uh, that's how I look at it, but you know we love getting out there. We love the runners. We love watching them. You know I've been you know popping the games on here from home whenever you know whenever they whenever they come on. And you know I'm looking forward to to what happens here in the next couple of weeks. Jacob, it looked like you had something you want to say there.
2: No, no, not at all. No. Okay. I mean, I basically <laughs> everything everything you said is is how I feel. Like it it sucks seeing them uh struggle this year, but hopefully we can like uh Andre said, develop them and and. uh, work towards the next season.
0: All right. Well, I don't have anything else for the show. This evening evening. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to bring up before we get out of here?
1: I don't Not at all. So, Oh, oh
0: I, I, I did come up with something real quick. Earl, who wins at WrestleMania and why is the rock a douche?
1: So the Rocky the douche because it's all a storyline. Mm-hmm. Um it wasn't a storyline until it became a storyline, and now there's playing into it. Um I think Cody Rhodes wins at WrestleMania. And if you want my definition of a douche, look up Vince McMahon.
0: Oh, yeah, we're not we're not even gonna touch that. Like that's well
1: oh, yeah, we can't even that's like Voldemort. Yeah. We can't say Voldemort. Yeah,
0: we're not we're not even going to go into that because that's just that's ah, just yeah terrible terrible or Brock Lesnar sorry terrible shit coming WWE yeah that too um, I'm just
1: triggering everybody at this point
0: yeah Andres one of our biggest challenges is the lack of player resources compared to other teams in the league who have a history in the arena game yeah yeah I mean I get that as well you know that that's tough when you know uh when you have teams and, and we've talked about it in the past you know some of the other teams you know loan players down or you know they bring in you know semi you know they bring in you know professional players you know guys are in their off season and things like that uh can spend spend a little bit more than, than what the runners can and you know it, it is hard it's hard to compete there <laughs> the American nightmare there we go that's the way to do it uh I'm looking forward to uh elimination chamber though Looks like it's gonna be interesting. Is like gonna be Seth and Cody against
1: Rock and Roman, maybe? It probably will be. Um, like I said, it's all a storyline. Um, obviously a rock's the rock's a big name. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately, here's where here's my personal opinion. Nothing somos related. My personal opinion as a fan. And Harry, if you're still around, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The Rock is co-owner of this new, fancy, shiny toy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If he you is. are not aware, he is now co-owner, majority owner of the UFL. Mm-hmm. That kicks off in about a month. Um, people don't really know about the UFL and what they are and who they are other than, like, the Arlington Renegades. Um, so, in my opinion, it's all publicity hype to get the ufl some kind of viewers because the rock is around
0: very well could be and you know with rock on the board of uh what's it tko now is that yeah rocks on the board of tko and yeah they just thrust him into the spotlight there and for what i guess a lot of people going into it thought that he was going to
1: help screw over roman as of right now it doesn't look that way i still think that happens um, I still think The Rock does screw over Roman. Like I said, it's all storyline. So I am a hundred percent on the fence that at WrestleMania, that's how Roman Reigns loses his belt, is The Rock screws him over, um, setting up a WrestleMania forty-one match between Rock and Roman in Man- in Minneapolis, um, but yeah, it's it's all scripted. They they know the ultimate answer.
2: What? Yes, wrestling is scripted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no,
1: scripted, scripted not you, you know, I will say they've done a really good job
0: of having, uh, you know, Drew especially breaking the fourth wall here recently. They've done a really good job with that. Um, but I tell you what, Earl, we will sit down and we will do. If you want to, we'll do an elimination chamber episode, and we'll do. A, we'll absolutely do an, a WrestleMania episode. Depending on timing, we may even, maybe we'll even do like a live live reacts to to
1: wrestlemania how about that we'll see because i'll have maya with me watching wrestlemania so yeah um we'll see about that for sure especially because it's a two night two night shindig so um i'm all in for it depends on how maya feels about it um because yes a six-year-old does run my life
0: (laughs) welcome to being a parent earl Jacob, you got anything else before we get out of here?
2: Yes. Okay. Um where what what trip are we gonna make for the World Cup? Are we going to to Los Angeles? Are we going to Kansas City? We're we going to Dallas. What are we thinking? What are we thinking?
0: LA is probably gonna be crazy expensive. I would say Atlanta, but you know, I'm partial to that one. We don't uh, um you know a dallas dallas wouldn't be bad it probably wouldn't
2: i think all right well i don't jerry's world doesn't appeal to me like no. the atmosphere there just doesn't appeal to me i'm leaning towards arrowhead arrowhead that would be interesting probably far far probably far cheaper
1: as well agreed agreed
0: because i don't think Atlanta is gonna be cheaper <laughs>
2: no not at no all. if you look
1: no. at all these new stadiums uh, that's where I'm at. Like the new big name stadiums, Jerry's World, Atlanta. So so I will Fire say Stadium. Atlanta, we
0: would have a free place to stay. That's okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, if you're looking at all the, like the big names, I mean the newer stadiums, you're looking at some stupid ass priced so anything's. Yeah. Um, Arrowhead, well, I mean,
2: people just go to the parking lot to kill themselves. That's it. It's it's the World Cup, like even Arrowhead is going to be expensive for the World Cup. It's, yeah. it's, it's the World Cup. Um, that's why I'm already saving money. I'm not. I, I need to be. I need to be saving <laughs> money. Um, yeah. That's I got our tax. But, uh, but I think no matter where you go, it's going to be pricey. It's just... I, I tried to see... I had, I had this awesome picture that I thought I had saved, but now I can't find it, that had the city's and all the matches that were in those cities and the dates and if they were US or not and now i can't find it but um the US doesn't have any matches in Kansas City so we wouldn't we wouldn't They're be going to watch LA, the US yeah. LA, la la seattle yeah. and then la again so uh and then the knockout rounds there is a knockout round match in Kansas City um so depending on how the bracket I just works want the out. experience of going to the world cup. Yeah. I don't I really care to see the U S either. Um, obviously I would prefer to see the U S but it's not a be all end all. I think just going to a match, a world cup match anywhere would be pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. So uh, I was excited that we finally got a little bit of news on, you know, where U S is going to play their matches, the dates for the matches and stuff like that. But Still don't have obviously tickets for sale or or the who else is gonna be playing everywhere else and stuff like that. So um in due time we will get that. But I we're I know we're over a year away or over two years away still, but I'm super excited about it still. And uh wanted to put that on y'all's radar for two years from now. And just Um, for clarification. Or we'll have a one year old. Or a one year old. uh, -old. Mm
0: Yep. So
2: Oh, Earl's doing math. I can tell by the constipated look. <laughs> no, I was actually scratching my side. I'm, I'm not, no, right, not No, you're
0: not. Well, if there's nothing else, Jacob, get us out of here.
2: Awesome, man. You know, uh we we have seen some number growth. Uh we definitely have seen some live viewership grow. Uh, moving into eight o'clock, even if it is difficult for parents uh, of younger kids. I don't know if you guys could hear the baby crying in the background for the last twenty minutes, but that's that's my life right now. Um, I thought that was just you. It, I mean, it is on the inside. Uh, you just can't hear it. Um, so, with that change and the viewership numbers, there, uh, really appreciate appreciate you guys popping in. I mean, we had Andres in the chat. We had Harry in the chat. We had Josh in the chat, we had Jane in the chat, we had Alex in the chat. Um, I think I think I got everybody there Uh, and and we just, we really appreciate it. We, we have looked at this from the beginning as, as something for you guys more than anything else. We volunteer our time, we volunteer our resources. I mean, uh, I was talking to a gentleman at media day, you know, I'm two and a half hours away. So going to a match is a significant endeavor for me. Uh, So I do that obviously because I love the club and I've loved the club for five years now, but um, I try to do it so we can have something to give to you guys that others don't. So hopefully we can continue to grow on that. And you see with, with the news earlier uh, with the new logo and um, stuff like that, we're going to, continue to grow. It's obviously probably hasn't been as fast. We haven't gotten to where we want to be as fast as we wanted to necessarily, but we're hoping to grow to that and, and eventually get to, to something that's, that's really, really special instead of just special. So uh, we thank you guys for that. And hopefully, like Seth said, we'll have some more news in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think for now, we'll probably plan on two weeks from now, um, unless we actually get to watch something between now and then or or something like that or something breaks. and then with that we'll we'll have whatever news we have and then we'll start some preseason or some season season preview stuff, look ahead, see what other teams have done, see how other teams' preseasons are going. Um, and eventually have have a, a show, maybe even with Harry like we did last year, where we make incredibly wrong predictions for the season um, that then, People like uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named um, can make clown music videos too and make fun of us. So that we're is coming. No, no, we're talking about Mario Jerry um, oh. from El Paso. Um, I forgot about that. But, now. Yeah. But, uh, but no, we, we really appreciate it and we will continue to do what we can for you guys. And if you guys have any suggestions or things you'd like to see, be, be sure to reach out. We're we're open on all the social medias uh, and we have been trying to be more active, or at least I have um, on, on all of those and try to put out a little more content, especially when we actually get some content that I can put out by going to media day and stuff like that. And what games coming up and I just need to be better about that this year. Obviously I don't have the Academy hanging over my head and stuff like that. So should be able to go into this season, all three of us, you know, full bore, be able to produce some really good stuff for you guys. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for the new uh, logo everywhere. I think I just put it on Twitter and Instagram. So I believe it's pretty much everywhere um, that that we have a, a presence. So uh, reach out, tell us what you think. Uh, tell Earl how bad of a job he did or how good of a job he did. Uh, just be honest, brutally honest with him if you could. Be brutally honest with him if you could. Um, but no, that's about it, man. Until uh, two weeks from now. Keeping an eye on the social. We'll try to be putting some more stuff for you there. Um, and we will talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. And until then, Somos Neos.
0: You've been listening to Somos Mosque, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.